We start today with Republicans in shambles as what they expected and believed would happen at the US-Mexico border when pandemic era Title 42 guidelines expired did not happen. The border was not overrun as Biden like border patrol laid down it would whatever hypothetical insane conspiracy theory Republicans believed was going to transpire did not transpire. But let me tell you what is going on. Bloomberg reports border crossings fall 50 percent, easing fears of U.S. migration surge surge. The number of migrants seeking to cross the U.S. Uh, southern U.S. border has been markedly down during the past two days, bucking expectations of a surge after pandemic era border rules expired. The U.S. Border Patrol, quote, has experienced a 50 percent drop in the number of encounters versus what we were experiencing earlier in the week before the restrictions known as Title 42 were lifted. It's too soon to say whether the numbers have peaked. Border agents reported about 6,300 encounters on Friday, 4,200 on Saturday. That's down from a record high of about 10,000 a day early last week. So there's a couple of different things that are important to talk about here. First, what are we talking about when we talk about Title 42? Title 42 was not created by Trump, but it was used by Trump as an emergency measure in the context of the pandemic to more quickly turn around those undocumented immigrants encountered by uh, immigrations enforcement agencies like Border Patrol instead of a longer process before they could be deported and sent back to their country of origin. Title 42 allowed to uh, allowed it to be done more quickly. Now, I don't want to focus on the obvious absurdity of the very same Republicans who said COVID's no big deal. On the other hand, on the other side of their mouth, saying COVID is such a big deal that we need to enact an emergency measure because it's so big a deal. We need to turn around undocumented immigrants instead of giving uh, them the due process that they normally get. Let's put that aside because that's beyond the scope of this conversation. The expectation that we've been hearing is that the Biden border policy is a disaster. It's essentially no border. We don't have a country anymore. You know, you've heard this stuff before. Uh, and thus, when Title 42 expired, it was just going to be a deluge of who knows, hundreds of thousands, millions of undocumented immigrants rushing over. What actually happened is that the number of encounters declined. Now, there's another aspect to this that, that I think is important to discuss, which is that of encounters as a sign that the border policy is being enforced or that it isn't. One of the things we heard endlessly from Republicans was we know tons of people are getting over the border because of the number of individuals that are being stopped encountered and stopped by Border Patrol. Marjorie Taylor Greene would often say, look, we now have 100,000 encounters a week of people that are being stopped. The border is broken. And of course, if you were thinking clearly and rationally, you would say, wait, those people are being stopped. That means it's not an open border. And then they would come back and say, well, no, the number of individuals encountered and stopped is a proxy for the number that get through. This is an argument they made by their very standard. If now we are seeing the number of encounters decline dramatically by their logic, 
the number of folks that are getting through without being stopped must also be declining dramatically. Again, this is not me saying it. This is by their own logic. Will they acknowledge that? No, they won't. Instead, what they're focusing on is that when Biden was interviewed riding his bike over the weekend, he said he doesn't currently have plans to go to the border. And in fact, when you listen to the reasoning he gives, it kind of makes a lot of sense. Things are going at the border, sir. Much better than much, much better than you all expected. <laughs> Do you have any plans to visit no, the border? I think. Pardon me. Do you have any plans to visit the border? Not in the near term. No, no, it'd just be disruptive. Not anything else. Yeah. Why aren't you going to go to the border? Well, it would just be disruptive. That's absolutely true. Republicans love to pretend that the only way to manage the situation on the border is for Joe Biden to go and to do a photo op and to inspect the border fence and this sort of thing. Why do they think that? Well, because that's what they expect from the Republican politicians who do those types of photo ops all the time. They bring a desk. They put it. It's so absurd. The visuals, they bring a desk and put it at the border and sit there and say, we're meeting, we're meeting with Border Patrol. Oh, but really what you're doing is you're actually creating a lot of logistical work for security and all travel, all these different things. The allegation initially was when Title 42 expires, it'll be a disaster. It hasn't happened. Now they're shifting to why won't Biden go to the border? And Biden rightly says, because it'll just become a distraction. We will continue to follow the story. But as usual, one of the areas in which they lie the most is that U.S.-Mexico border. This is my absolutely favorite story from the weekend. Remember the whistleblower who was going to blow the lid off about the Biden crime family's fraud and all these things that Joe Biden and Hunter Biden have done. James Comer was talking about it. We saw clips of Chuck Grassley saying this is this is explosive. We're going to bring in the whistleblower. It's all going to happen. The whistleblower is now missing. The whistleblower is now missing. And I know what you're saying. They probably just don't want anything to do with this, right? They are using ominous language to say we, we don't, we've got to figure that out. They, the whistleblower has gone missing. Hmm, that's really, really weird. Newsweek has a report. Republican admits key quote informant against Joe Biden now missing. Now, even the term whistleblower was a stretch to begin with because whistleblowers suggest they're blowing the whistle about some kind of crime. So far, we've not seen any evidence of that. Neither of Republicans who say, oh, the evidence is coming. We're going to get the evidence. Now, the term that's being used is an informant. But even that is being put within quotes because it's not even really clear that they are that uh, representative James Comer, a Kentucky Republican, admitted Sunday that Republicans, quote, lost track of a key witness in an investigation about the Biden family's involvement in an alleged bribery scheme. This is just amazing. Um, there, what we what we have is a memo which includes redacted images of transactions involving bank accounts purportedly belonging to members of the crime of the Biden family, which they believe are evidence of crimes. Nothing's actually been proven. You have to understand. So we go to Maria Bartiromo's program on Fox News yesterday and Maria Bartiromo tries to do this big dramatic Wait a second. Are you telling me? And it's just all so transparently pathetic. Take a look at this. Hold on a second, Congressman. Did you just say? Did you just say on live television? Did you just say 
that the whistleblower or the informant is now missing? <laughs> well, we, we're hopeful that we can find the informant. Now, remember, these informants are, are kind of in the, the spy business. <laughs> is that, did you just say, Congressman, you know, they came to me and they said, sir, the Biden crime witness is missing. Big, strong guys, tears in their eyes. I said, how could that be? It was because of Obama, who has been treated, has treated me very, very unfairly because the cupboards were bare. When I took over for him, I was getting calls day and night saying, sir, how do you do it? How are you doing it? And we're going to be redoing Mount Rushmore very strongly because the informant proves everything about the Biden crime family. Oh, we can't find him. OK, well, I'm sure that that's something that the Biden crime family orchestrated, right? It's the Hunter Biden body count or whatever it is. The next thing is going to be the way that this conversation has gone. If you look at it from the beginning is so pathetic that it's actually shocking. Maria Bartiromo is even playing along like even for her is it's, it's a bit much because the way the conversation has been was Comer and Grassley and others came forward and said, we have a whistleblower who has all sorts of incredible evidence against Joe Biden that crimes were committed. Oh, OK. Have you seen the evidence? Well, no, no, no. But I'm sure that he has it and we're going to bring him in very soon. Oh, OK. When is he coming in? Well, actually, he's gone missing now. Oh, hmm, that's that's really kind of strange. And Maria Bartiromo falls for the entire thing. Here she is wrapping it up on Fox News. And it really seems as though she will believe anything Republicans tell her. Just stunning. A stunning breaking news story this morning <laughs> uh, that some of these people now may be missing. Uh, Mr. Chairman, we're certainly going to be covering and reporting your findings. Thank you. <laughs> which findings? The findings that there is no more whistleblower because the whistleblower is missing or the findings that you are going to get only if and when you find the whistleblower, if you get them to come in, if they have any evidence, if any of the evidence checks out, and if any of the evidence that checks out actually points to any crime, even a single crime, which they've been looking into for years and still haven't found a shred of evidence about, they love to say, you know, the left always goes after Trump for all of this supposed stuff. But now we've got evidence and they don't want to talk about it. First of all, I've covered the story from the beginning. Secondly, there isn't actually any evidence claiming that someone you can't find has evidence. Right. That is not the same as having evidence. And the entire thing reminds me of when Tucker remember Tucker Carlson, he went on TV when he still had a show on Fox News and he said, we got a copy of the hard drive. We got a copy of the laptop from hell, the Hunter Biden laptop from hell. We got the copy on a USB drive and we sent it to ourselves across the country. And it got lost in the mail. Really? You didn't make like a cloud backup. You didn't keep a USB drive with you. You didn't think to duplicate it. No, nope, it just it's been lost. We, we finally got Hunter's hard drive, but it simply was lost in the mail. It's getting harder to believe that these are serious people. And of course, James Comer hasn't been a serious person for a very long time. So listen, as I've said before, I don't care about Hunter Biden in terms of protecting him or politically motivated reasons to pretend he did nothing wrong. Just find me evidence of crimes and then I will say prosecute Hunter Biden. But more importantly, find me a link to Joe Biden 
before I'm going to think that there's actually political relevance. They have nothing. Do not allow yourself to be misled. They have nothing as of right now. Okay, real quick, two weeks from today, Monday Memorial Day, we are doing a one day membership blowout special to officially start the 2024 campaign. The debates are going to start. It's going to be insane. Okay, so Monday Memorial Day, that's the uh, 29th, I believe. Is that right? I don't even know what I don't even know what year it is. Uh, no, yes, Monday, uh, May 29th, one day membership special, biggest discount of the year. If you've been thinking of supporting the work that we do, I would love for get for you to get on my uh, newsletter mailing list. You go to davidpackman.com. You just type in your email address. Very easy to do. And uh, Monday Memorial Day in the morning, you'll get an email and it'll be an email crying that will tell you how to take advantage of this great membership discount. I'll say more about it between now and then. One of our sponsors is Ounce of Hope, offering high quality THC cannabis products shipped right to your door anywhere in the U.S., 100 percent federally legal, giving my listeners 20 percent off. Ounce of Hope is an aquaponic cannabis company, which means that their process is sustainably raising fish using the nutrient rich water from the fish habitat, meaning the fish poop to feed to the cannabis plants as fertilizer, organic and symbiotic. They donate the fish to local homeless shelters. They donate their excess fish fertilizer to small farms and gardens in their community. So there are many things to love about Ounce of Hope. But what they have for you is just a great variety of cannabis edibles, topicals, oils and more. They have CBD. They have products with Delta eight and Delta nine THC. Their psychoactive THC products do have the effect associated with marijuana, but it's federally legal because it's made from hemp so they can ship it to you anywhere in the United States. Unlike other companies that sell Delta eight and Delta nine THC products, ounce of hopes process is all done in house. So, you know, the products arriving at your door are safe and high quality. Ounce of hope is giving David Pakman show listeners 20 percent off everything they offer when you go to ounceofhope.com and use the code Pacman, that's O U N C E of hope.com, code Pacman for 20% off. The info is in the podcast notes. One of our sponsors today is BetterHelp. Uh, viewers of the show, listeners know I'm a big advocate of therapy. Uh, I think it's important to make it more accessible, remove any stigma that might be associated. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. And therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest, figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. BetterHelp is therapy done entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. Fill out a brief questionnaire. You'll be matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapists anytime at no additional charge. I'm a huge believer in talk therapy and BetterHelp is making it more accessible to more people. You can even find a therapist who specializes in certain areas, which maybe you can't find where you are geographically. There are lots of great benefits to doing therapy online. Get it off your chest. Visit BetterHelp. Go to BetterHelp.com slash Pacman show today to get 10 percent off your first month. That's better. H.E.L.P. dot com slash Pacman show. The link is in the podcast notes.
One of our sponsors is Zipix nicotine toothpicks. Don't you think it's time you stopped putting smoke and vape oils in your lungs? Zipix toothpicks are a convenient way to curb the nicotine cravings. Zipix toothpicks are super discreet. You can use them anytime, anywhere. Smoking and vaping aren't allowed, including flights, sporting events in restaurants. They're available in six different flavors with options of two and three milligrams of nicotine. If you're not a nicotine user, Zipix also offers caffeine and B12 infused toothpicks. Zipix has already helped tens of thousands of customers ditch the cigarettes, ditch the vapes. They might be able to help you too. If you're a smoker or a vapor, give Zipix toothpicks a try. Your lungs will thank you. Go to zipixtoothpicks.com today. Save 10% with the code PACMAN10 at checkout. Just remember, you must be 21 or older to order. That's zipixtoothpicks.com. Use promo code PACMAN10 at checkout for 10% off. That's PACMAN10. The info is in the podcast notes. Well, a blockbuster new House Republican report has investigated President Joe Biden, and it has found absolutely no wrongdoing by President Joe Biden. It's really important whenever you hear they won't even let us investigate. Big Pharma won't let us investigate whether niacin works for depression. Oh, actually, there's a bunch of studies on that that's been investigated. Oh, well, they won't let us investigate what the vaccine. Oh, the vaccine has been investigated and they won't let us test whether hydroxychloroquine when snorted through a neti pot treats COVID. It's they've looked at hydroxychloroquine so many times at this point. So whenever you hear we're not even allowed. To, well, let's look as you were hearing on Fox News and elsewhere that they simply can't get what they need. The whistleblower is missing. It's all being obstructed. They don't know what crimes Hunter Biden or Joe Biden might have might have committed. You go to The New York Times, which, by the way, isn't failing and it's certainly not fake. And you find House. Wait a second. What House Republican report finds no evidence of wrongdoing by President Biden after months of investigation months they've been They've been looking into this. Yes. After months of investigation and many public accusations of corruption against Mr. Biden and his family, the first report of the premier House Republican, this is a Republican inquiry, showed no proof of such misconduct. What? And here you see Republicans on the Oversight Committee standing very strongly and announcing we didn't find any wrongdoing. They investigated four months. We'll link to this article by Luke Broadwater. It's a good summary. Four months of investigation. House Republicans promised to use their majority to unearth evidence of wrongdoing by Biden, acknowledged that they had yet to uncover any incriminating material about him, despite frequent insinuations that he and his family have been involved in criminal conduct and corruption. Even the Republicans can't find it. Well, it must be a cover up, right? I mean, these Soros backed Republicans must have been up to no good or something along those lines at a much publicized news conference on Capitol Hill. Can you imagine the buildup? We're finally going to hear about it. They're holding a press conference. They're going to come with the with the the, the receipts and we're going to find out once and for all all of the crimes that Biden committed. And they go, 
Yet we actually have no our preliminary findings are no wrongdoing whatsoever. We found no incriminating evidence at all. They released financial documents detailing how some of the president's um, uh, relatives were paid money during a period of time. They are calling it influence peddling, but there's not actually any evidence of that. Uh, and they've conceded that there is no evidence of a specific corrupt action that Biden has taken while in office, not a single corrupt action in connection with any of the business deals that Hunter Biden was involved in. They said, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know what else to say. They, they just they don't have any evidence. It also the article also explains federal prosecutors have examined Hunter Biden's international business activities as part of a criminal investigation. But the only charges they're considering are unrelated to his work abroad. They include tax charges related to failure to file tax returns for several years and lying about his drug use on a federal file, a form he filled out to purchase a handgun. Hey, you know what? If that's what you've got Hunter Biden on, by all means, go ahead and prosecute, charge him. I don't see anyone on the left running interference for Hunter Biden to point out that Hunter Biden has nothing to do with Joe Biden's presidency, that Joe Biden's presidency has not exhibited any evidence of crime or fraud of any sort. And by the way, if there were such evidence, I would want to know about it. I wouldn't work to cover it up as someone who voted for Biden over Trump. If we have evidence that a president engaged in fraud, I don't care whether they're a Democrat or a Republican. I want to see the evidence. So many Republicans responding to this report by saying clearly this is part of the cover up. Soros got to the oversight committee. Maybe it was Antifa. But what they are doing is wasting more and more and more time and resources and taxpayer money for nothing. It may be time, by the way, to, to close up Obamagate as well. You still remember when Trump told us Obamagate was the crime of the century, the political crime of the century. And a reporter said, can you tell us what the crimes were? And Trump looked at him and with a straight face said, you know what they are. You know what they are. Well, Maybe it's time to close the book on Obamagate as well. I don't know where we're going on that, but certainly don't seem to be making any progress whatsoever. I want to propose to you today that maybe just maybe Donald Trump was not the worst president in American history. You know, when we think about Trump and Trump's legacy, Trump was clearly a worse president than Barack Obama. We know that that's clear. Obama. Trump was clearly a worse president than George W. Bush. He was worse than Bill Clinton. He was worse than George H. W. Bush, etc. But is it possible that there has been a worse president than Donald Trump? And I am going to suggest to you today that that president may have been James Buchanan. What? Just just hear it out. OK, James Buchanan was president from 1857 to 1861. He was a pro slavery Democrat. Of course, remember, this was before the realignment, uh, the party realignment. Being a Democrat then is very different than being, you know, Adam Schiff today. We're talking about something very different. And Buchanan essentially led the country to civil war. So let's compare and contrast elements between Trump and Buchanan and see where we come out on race relations, we might call it. You know, Trump. Uh, 
inspired and coalesced racists of all kinds. He was extraordinarily racially divisive. He uh, hesitated to condemn white supremacy and neo Nazism until he had absolutely no choice. He passed and advocated for policies that were discriminatory against immigrants and minorities, and he stoked racial tensions with the rhetoric. Buchanan, however, was for slavery. He was for slaveholders. He endorsed the Dred Scott decision, which denied rights to African-Americans. He pressured Kansas to adopt a pro slavery constitution. He supported the secession of southern states, which quite literally would have ripped the United States apart. And he did nothing to stop the violence between the pro and anti slavery factions. Now you could say, well, David, you know, being pro slavery at the time was different because fine. Okay. But this is James Buchanan. Now, in terms of legislatively and relationships to Congress, of course, Trump's relationship to Congress was a disaster, clashing with Congress, ignoring, defying congressional subpoenas and oversight requests, uh, vetoing some bills overridden by bipartisan majorities. Okay, but when you look at Buchanan, Buchanan vetoed many bills, completely uncontroversial bills about land grants and internal improvements, tariffs, which at the time were arguably necessary and uncontroversial. Uh, Buchanan tried to actually influence congressional elections using intimidation. You could say, well, Trump did some of these things, too. Sure. But we're saying, is it possible Buchanan was even worse? Now, when we look at crises that afflicted each of these presidencies, Trump had a number of crises, uh, the pandemic, the associated recession, the um, rash of uh, uh, police brutality incidents that led to protests in favor of racial justice, uh, obviously inciting an insurrection, uh, comically disastrous relationships with foreign leaders and kowtowing to dictators, all these different things, disastrous handling for sure, you know, downplaying the pandemic, contradicting experts, spreading misinformation, failing on testing and tracing and PPE, you know, all these things, lacking empathy and compassion, all of that. But then you say, well, look at the crisis that James Buchanan dealt with. James Buchanan dealt with a situation that quite literally led to a civil war, which could have ended the United States as we know it. And he handled it. You could say Buchanan's handling uh, of the lead up to the civil war was worse than Trump on the pandemic. You. It's a different environment, but you could say that Buchanan said, you know, secession's not illegal, uh, said I have no power to stop it. If they're going to secede, they're going to secede. He said it's the abolitionists fault. Those who want to end slavery are provoking the South, accusing the abolitionists of treason, refusing to reinforce and resupply federal forts of all kinds, which subsequently were attacked by Confederate forces. You could say he left he you could say he left Union forces uh, unprotected, which is unbelievably disgusting. And he also did nothing to stop violence in a bunch of different uh, a bunch of different states. So could the argument be made that Buchanan was actually the worst president when you think about the legacy? Yeah, Trump was impeached twice and he incited the insurrection and failed on covid. All of those things. Buchanan quite literally left a broken nation. And I don't say that metaphorically. He left a nation 
in civil war, which was trying to break itself apart. So I think that it's really difficult to compare 1861 to 2021 because there are so many fundamental structural differences that the country saw during that period of time, of course. But I think you could make the case if you wanted that Buchanan was a worse president than Donald Trump betraying his oath of office and his country and his people, which Trump did, too. But maybe Buchanan did it in an even more egregious way. Let me know what you think. Worst presidents in history, Trump. Buchanan, someone else. Let me know in a comment. Let us know in an email. We're going to take a very quick break and be back after this. All of the stuff we've been talking about today, you can find it on our YouTube channel, on our TikTok, on our Instagram. It's almost too easy to find it, quite frankly. If you or one of your parents is starting to lose your hearing, you're not alone. About 48 million Americans have hearing loss and only one in five people who would benefit from using a hearing aid are actually using one. Our sponsors, MD Hearing, create FDA registered rechargeable hearing aids that cost a fraction of what you typically pay. For example, MD Hearing's new Neo model costs less than 10 percent of what those marked up hearing aids are being sold for at most hearing clinics. And the Neo is MD Hearing's smallest hearing aid ever. No one will even know that it's there. I have a close family friend who uses MD Hearing and loves it. She said it performs better than any hearing aid that she's used, and it's far less noticeable. MD Hearing even offers a 45 day risk free trial with a 100% money back guarantee. So you can buy with confidence, and they have a special deal for my audience. When you buy a pair of hearing aids, you'll get them for just one forty nine ninety nine each. Plus, they'll include a free extra charging case. Go to mdhearing.com and use the code Pacman. You can find the link in the podcast notes. Did you know that half of Americans are deficient in vitamins A and C as well as magnesium? If you keep your diet nutritionally balanced all the time, You can get everything you need, but half of Americans don't, and it can really impact how you feel. Our sponsor, Athletic Greens, makes it super easy. I mix one scoop of AG1 from Athletic Greens into water. It tastes great. I get all of the high quality vitamins and minerals I need from whole food sourced ingredients. I don't have to fumble around with bottles, capsules, individual vitamins and things like that. I just don't have the time. You should see what's going on at my house. AG one simplifies everything. I'm covering my nutritional bases for the entire day. Super easy, easy to stick to as well and dramatically more cost effective than getting all of these different vitamin supplements. Go to athleticgreens.com slash Pacman for a free year supply of vitamin D. I've talked about vitamin D many times, plus five free AG one travel packs. That's athleticgreens.com slash Pacman for a year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs. The link is in the podcast notes. All right, let's follow the 2024 campaign trail around the weekend and take a look at what happened. Donald Trump was scheduled to do another one of these unhinged lie rallies, the lie a second. It's not even lie a minute. It's the lie a second rally in Des Moines, Iowa. That rally was ultimately canceled. It was reportedly canceled for bad weather. 
although there are some who are saying it was canceled because there were no people and Trump realized it would be humiliating. So we opted to cancel it. I don't know. Officially, it was canceled for bad for bad weather. This didn't stop the sycophants and dilettantes from uh, showing up and uh, praising the cult leader and really proving beyond any doubt whatsoever that this is a cult. I'm going to show you a few examples of this at the rally that did not happen. Here is a guy uh, who was asked, you know, Trump's doing a rally in Iowa. Ron DeSantis is also doing an event in Iowa, even though he's not yet running. And this guy says he felt an obligation to be at the Trump rally. Why? I'll let him explain it to you. Iowa's an important state. We've got DeSantis in the same state today, but you guys chose to be here for President Trump. What was the decision making process there? You want to go first? I think all of the attacks against President Trump that are just totally unprecedented, you know, the legal allegations against him, I just feel obligated knowing how much President Trump has stood up for me and has stood up for all of these Americans. I feel obligated to come out here and show my support for him. Yeah. What now? See, this is where, like, if we had Luke Beasley on the ground, he would follow up and say, oh, in what way did Trump stand up for you? Well, he stood up to China for me. Oh, really? How did he stand up to China? And you very quickly see that it's completely vapid. It's just there's absolutely no substance whatsoever there. Then they go to the the guy next to him with, a, with basically the same question. DeSantis is in the, the state of Iowa. Trump was scheduled to be in the state of Iowa before the rally got canceled. Why are you here instead of at the DeSantis event? And listen to what this guy says. It's beyond parody. Things to say. Promises made, promises kept. And Trump is the only president ever that has traded his wealth for his country and not his country for his things, not his country for his wealth. Trump earned one point six billion dollars personally during his presidency. Think about the level of disconnect with these people. Trump did something no one else has ever done. He traded his wealth for the country, for the good of the country. He earned one point six billion dollars during the four years that he was supposedly working for this guy's interests as president of the United States. Um, Then they speak to we're still dealing with the same group of folks. They speak to one of the women, I guess, and say, if you had the chance to speak to Donald Trump, what would you say to him? Mr. Trump, you are a true American hero. We love you. You are the true American badass that we have been waiting for. And we thank you. You're like our father, our protector, and we love you. Thank you. Folks. Folks, intervention is the word that comes to mind. This is a very deep and troubled cult. And this is the sort of, you know, there was a time I I know people sometimes get upset when I do this. There was a time where if you went and in fact, you can look at this on YouTube and I know some people say, David, you're 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 glamorizing terrible. OK, just bear with me. If you go on YouTube and you find examples of right wingers from the 60s and 70s, who would go to, for example, a William F. Buckley, Noam Chomsky debate or something like that, and they would get on the mic and they would ask a question. OK, they will seem like the most sane and rational intellectuals compared to these folks. Now, in fact, 
If you look at the Trump CNN town hall from last week and you look at the questions that were asked, people who can barely string a sentence together, and then you look at the folks that would engage, you know, with, with William F. Buckley and others in the 60s, 70s, 80s of the United States, the right. I am on the left. OK, so I would come to different conclusions on policy than these folks. But there were people on the right in the United States back then who didn't seem obviously like empty vessels just following a cult leader without understanding a word about it. You, you go and look at there's some very interesting videos on YouTube where the economist Milton Friedman takes questions from the audience. And some of the questions are from people on the left and some of the questions are for people on the right. The level of discourse was you just can't even compare it to what has happened to this country, particularly from the anti-intellectual and pseudo intellectual left where college is liberal indoctrination and books are sissy and all of this stuff. And this is where we end up with cult members. That's where we are at this point in time. Here's a guy from the same rally that was postponed who, without evidence, says to the anchors of Real America's Voice, someone from New York has been paying for my dad's cancer treatment, and I'm sure it's Donald Trump. What? Do you have any evidence of that? No, but I'm just sure. But my dad hasn't received a uh, cancer bill in over five years, and it's been paid um, 100 percent by a guy in New York, and that can only be President Donald J. Trump, and my dad's cancer free. What a yeah, that's just made up, guys. There, there's no reason whatsoever to think. And by the way, Trump hasn't lived in New York for years. Trump famously, while he was president, changed his residency to Florida. Like just none of this makes sense. There's no thinking. There's no thinking that's happening here. It is just people praying at the altar of the cult leader Trump. The question of the E. Jean Carroll case did come up in interviews with some of these supporters. We'll go back to that earlier group we looked at. And they were asked, well, what do you think about the E. Jean Carroll thing? And here's what they had to say. Women for Trump. Are you deterred at all by any of the recent allegations against him? Or are you just supporting Trump through and through because you know that he's an honest man? We think that it's a lie. And yeah, and he's a good guy. They just don't like it because he's standing up for America. They have demonized him because he's the one standing up for we the people. He's the only president, the only person who has ever stood up for we the people. He's on our side and that's why he's been demonized because all the systems that have been in control are rigged. Right. A jury which included Trumpists, okay, found that Trump was liable for the sexual assault and defamation of E. Jean Carroll because the jury was angry that Trump stood up for the American people. You sound I sound like an idiot repeating it. It's it's so stupid. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Here's one last clip uh, folks proudly talking about the parts of the country they came from to see this rally. Tornado watch be damned. Great to see you. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. A little wet, but I'm drying off. Oh, yeah. So were you here during the little the little rain? Yes, had to wring my clothes out. Now, did people stay? Did people run? What was it like? I never saw anyone leave. Incredible. Incredible. I got a video actually of just hundreds of people waiting out here earlier, pouring rain, and they didn't they didn't move a muscle. They stayed right here waiting to show their support for 
proudly ignoring dangerous weather. President Trump. Now, speaking of support for President Trump, the front row Joes have always been some of the most vocal supporters. I want to know today where each of y'all came from. When did you leave? How far is that journey? Hey, Becky. We left the day before yesterday and just took our time. Uh, I'm from Tennessee. I came with Mike Bobin. He's from Indiana. Mike Bobin. Becky, what about you? South Dakota, six hours. How far did you travel and when did you leave? I came here yesterday. It took me about 11 hours from Ohio. Okay. So as you can see, a badge of honor, the more that you have struggled and the more that you have suffered to be in the presence of the great leader, the more commitment you have demonstrated. This is straight out of a cult playbook, straight out of a cult. You you brag about who has toiled and suffered the most to be here today. Scary stuff. Many of these people vote Trump could win in 2024. And so we need to be on our guard. Let's go now to Ron DeSantis. When we say the Republican primary of 2024, Ron DeSantis isn't actually in that primary at this point in time. He may announce he may not. One of the problems Ron DeSantis is having is his personality. And Trump posted to Truth Social the other day that uh, that DeSantis needs a personality transplant. And he does. And here is an example. Clearly, DeSantis has been advised by someone, I guess, you've got to be more bubbly or whatever. He sounds ridiculous and it's so obviously contrived. He's like pretending to be bubbly now. This is DeSantis over the weekend at the Feenstra family picnic in Iowa. This new DeSantis is not particularly credible, but many maybe some people will like the new bubbly DeSantis. You know, sometimes people will will say to me, they'll be like, Governor, why aren't other Republicans doing what you're doing in Florida? And I say they are doing it. And they say, where? I say they're doing it in Iowa. And in fact, this whiny voice, by the way, is really tough. I was here in March and someone kind of took note and they're like, man, look all the stuff Iowa's doing. Iowa's like the Florida of the Midwest, they said. But I just, you, are you guys following this? I just want to let you know, after watching all the good stuff you've done in Iowa, it may be that Florida's the Iowa, the Southeast. So we'll see. There you go. Wow. A new bubbly DeSantis with a new personality. Maybe that's going to appeal to people. He then went to, I guess, a diner or a restaurant of some kind with Mike Pence. And if you want if you want a, a list of people not to take personality uh, modeling from, I would put my Mike Pence at the top of that list. And here they sit down for some kind of meal. Who knows if it's real or fake or whatever. Take a look at this. And as you can see, Ron DeSantis sitting very, very strongly. All right. Unclear whether anybody ordered any food or what the deal with that was. And then we'll just go now to the closing of Ron DeSantis's little speech there at the Feenstra family picnic. And he tries to energize the crowd with one of these crescendos, but it only sort of works. The crowd seems to understand this is like a crescendo finish. So they do play along and clap, but it all feels very, very forced. It occurred to me that you can have the best declaration of independence in the world. 
You could have the best constitution in the world, but if you don't have people that are willing throughout, throughout our history to stand up, put on that uniform, risk their lives, and in many instances give that last full measure of devotion, then it isn't going to amount to very much. And so we are not called upon to make sacrifices of that magnitude, uh, but we're also called upon uh, to do battle in the political arena. So what I say to you as Republicans, put on the full armor of God. Take your stand. Stand firm for truth. We must fight the good fight. We must finish the race and we must keep the faith. I can tell you this. I am proud of what we've done in Florida. Inspiring an electric speech, as you can see. I'm thankful what Governor Reynolds and the team have done in Iowa, but I've only begun to fight. Thank you all. God bless you. It's so great to be in Iowa. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you. God bless you all. It all feels so empty. It feels vapid. It feels ridiculous. And yet it's like a pantomime of a real campaign with a real candidate. Now, he may declare and it may become a real campaign. And I guess to some degree that will make him a real candidate. The numbers look very bad for DeSantis. I want someone to run against Trump. I want someone to credibly do it. The numbers just don't seem to be falling in DeSantis's favor. So we'll see what decision he ultimately makes. And he has to make that decision soon. I think within the next four to six weeks or that's going to do it. Mike Pillow, also known as Mike Lindell, the CEO and founder of My Pillow, was in Des Moines, Iowa, for Donald Trump's canceled rally. This was the rally that due to depending on who or what you believe, either because of a tornado watch or because of low attendance, depending on who you ask, there's conflicting views was canceled. Uh, My pillow, Mike Lindell was there and he made an incredible statement. He says he has blown. I'm calling it blown. He says spent. He has blown 40 million dollars on all of this election nonsense. Now, the last time I interviewed pillow or Prillo, as some call him, he told me he was at 35 million spent. As of that point in time, we're doing a class action lawsuit against all machines. Clearly, the machine lawsuits have upped that to 40 million. Here he is explaining it. What we're doing with break speech within the next couple of weeks uh, could be for two to four weeks. We're offering stock to the public. This is going to be amazing. We're offering stock to the public. I want every person out there to have a little piece of the pie, <laughs> our voice for this country. I went with the money that I used to save this country that I've been out spending. I've spent over $40 million. Unbelievable. Hang on a second. He spent over $40 million on nothing, on, on literally nothing. I've spent in the, uh, and uh, I need help. You know, we need help, but we need help making the voice bigger. Yeah. And we need help. Uh, the money that we've and you'll see this when this happens. I can't tell the details. The lawyer said, I will only let you yes. tell this much. You know? Yes, SAC. Yeah. Okay. So pillow, I mean, listen, I, it's increasingly a sad story. I believe pillow is a true believer. He does seem to believe this stuff. And according to various reports, he's wrecked his family life with this election nonsense. And he spent 40 million bucks. I think he has like two or 300 million. So he's still going to be fine, but that's a lot of money to waste. He then during the same interview, if you can call it, that says, he put bed, bath and be, uh, excuse me, bed, bath. It's so ridiculous. I'm choking on my own words. He says that he's responsible for Bed Bath and Beyond's bankruptcy because they stopped carrying his pillows or something. You know, they were afraid in fear and 
And they, uh, I said, no, the real people are gonna, are gonna, not going to shop there if you do this to me. Yeah. And that's what happened. That's exactly what happened. But, you know, I feel bad that all those jobs are lost, these ones that are going bankrupt and stuff. Um, we, um... <laughs> if only they had my pillow pillows available, uh, they would have been saved. That is, a, that is a cautionary tale. Okay, and then lastly, this is now totally beyond parody. He, Pillow claims he has new election crime evidence. He's no longer calling it election fraud. He's now calling it election crime. And he says that in two weeks it's going to be released. Let's talk real quickly about what you talked about, the crime. And uh, when can when can we expect that? Okay, this is real important that you can go to electioncrimebureau.com. Right. The election crime bureau I formed about uh, oh, about a month and a half ago now. And uh, within two weeks, that's why I say we're getting together now. Okay, so in two weeks they're gonna be pu publishing that information. You would think that by now his family would have intervened, except it seems as though the relationship with his family is wrecked, so they may have completely lost control of Pillow. A sad and cautionary tale, okay? The conspiracies can drive you closer to bankruptcy. It's not just benign when you believe in this stuff. You could get grifted into donating to someone like Pillow or Trump, or you could end up, uh, you know, skating off with the. For, 40, 40 million dollars and uh, uh, be, being in, in the situation pillow now finds himself. I don't expect any big election crime bombshells in two weeks, but I, I've been wrong before, just not about this topic. And I could be wrong again. One of the best ways to support this show is by supporting our sponsors today. One of those sponsors is sheath underwear. It is spring. Temperatures are rising. Many of us know all too well about the sweating and the sticking and the chafing. But that's only when you use traditional underwear. When you use sheath underwear, it's no longer a problem. Sheath underwear is ergonomically designed with separate compartments in the front to keep everything dry, cool and separate and to keep you comfortable. They come in a zillion different designs, something for everybody. The quality is amazing, super long lasting. Put an end to the readjusting and the sweating and the shifting uncomfortably. Sheath underwear is really a lifesaver. You will thank yourself. It's a unique product. You've got to try at least once to see for yourself. And my audience gets 20% off with code Pacman. Go to sheathunderwear.com slash Pacman. That's S H E A T H underwear.com slash Pacman. Use the code Pacman for 20% off. The link is in the podcast notes. One of our sponsors is Helix Sleep. I have been sleeping on a Helix mattress at home for years now. I couldn't be more happy with it. I recommend it to everybody. The other day, even though she's not allowed in the big bed, I put my baby daughter on the mattress and even she loved it. Helix Sleep is the premium mattress brand offering tailored mattresses based on your unique sleep preferences. Take the Helix Sleep quiz. It asks you about your body type, your sleeping position. Do you get hot at night? Do you have back pain? 
and then Helix will match you with the mattress that's perfect for you. Most people don't know where to begin when shopping for a mattress, including me. Helix makes it simple and less risky because you know you're getting a mattress that fits your needs. It ships free. You can try it for 100 nights to see if you like it. And it comes with a 10 or 15 year warranty. Unlike many mattress companies, all Helix mattresses are made in the USA by a skilled production team. So you are supporting good jobs. Helix Sleep is giving my audience up to 20% off plus two free pillows. What other mattress company is going to give you 20% off? Go to helixsleep.com slash Pacman. That's H E L I X sleep.com slash Pacman for up to 20% off and two free pillows. The link is in the podcast notes. Well, in the United States, it was Mother's Day yesterday, and the failed former and wannabe future president Donald Trump uh, issued a Mother's Day greeting, I guess, with peace, love, and attacks on women married to Marxists or something like that, then degenerating into an even more unhinged attack on Caitlin Collins and other people. Let's take a very quick look at it. This was all on Trump's platform, Truth Social. Trump not uh, reactivating in any serious way on Twitter, but regularly posting to Troth, starting with, quote, happy Mother's Day to all, in particular, the mothers, wives and lovers of the radical left fascists, Marxists and communists who are doing everything within their power to destroy and obliterate our once great capital C country. Please make these complete capital L lunatics and capital M maniacs, capital K kinder, capital G gentler, capital S softer and most importantly, yes, capital S smarter so that we can quickly make America great again. This is a really, really sick Mother's Day message (laughs) and a bizarre one. He then turned his ire from the lovers, lovers of Marxists to Ron DeSantis, posting, quote, Rob DeSanctimonious and his poll numbers are dropping like a rock. I would almost be inclined to say these are record falls. The question is Rob just young, inexperienced or naive or more troubling, is he a fool who has no idea what he is doing? We already have one of those in office. We don't need another one MAGA. So an attack on Rob DeSanctimonious, then going after Caitlin Collins, who was the host of the Trump CNN town hall that went so horribly wrong last week, posting, quote, it's really amazing to watch the head of CNN get absolutely lambasted for asking me to do a so-called town hall. In all fairness, nobody had any problems with what he wanted to do until after the show started. That's a lie. Many people had a problem with it when they quickly realized that Ms. Collins was not exactly Barbara Walters or even close. That's when the trouble from the radical left started. Neurotic little AOC with the bad looking boyfriend went crazy. He owns CNN. He's in their head. They screamed CNN take the great ratings. You know, I I have to say what this is. This is whacked, completely whacked out of his gourd. But one thing that does seem to be true. Is that the Trump CNN town hall reminded others like Fox News, maybe there's a few ratings points to be had with very little effort in doing Trump stuff. And so until the Iowa rally was canceled over the weekend, Trump's Iowa rally was canceled. Fox News planned to air it even though 
for a while now, they have not aired Trump's rallies, which is interesting and clearly a reaction to what they saw work relatively well for CNN. Now, one last note on this to be thorough. The actual live ratings for the Trump CNN town hall weren't that good. They were like in the three million range. The issue is it generated so much discussion and the clips were shared and it was discussed for days that CNN got a lot of mileage out of it. But the the live event itself didn't actually do that well from a ratings perspective. Okay, and then lastly, as part of this deranged rant from Trump on truth, quote, unless the Republicans get everything they are asking for in terms of cost cutting, in particular, all of the trillions of dollars of inflation causing waste that has stupidly been approved over the last two years, much of it for the Green New Deal con job, they will have no choice but to let the Biden administration default on U.S. debt better now than later, especially with thirty two trillion dollars of debt out there. When I was president, the Dems would cavalierly say they don't care about default. So, so many lies here. So many lies. First of all, the deficit has actually grown. Uh, I'm sorry. The debt has grown more slowly under Biden than under Trump. So the idea of Biden is this out of control spending guy. That's a lie. Secondly, the Green New Deal is not law. And continuing to talk about all of the spending on Green New Deal, the Green New Deal is not law. The Inflation Reduction Act does contain certain things like we're going to build uh, electric vehicle chargers and things like that. But there is no Green New Deal in the law right now. And lastly, the idea of Trump saying let the U.S. default on its debt, it's ridiculous. It's not going to happen. And they love to pretend like it actually might. But I don't think even Trump understands what would happen if that were the case. So a beautiful Mother's Day on Troth Central for failed former President Donald Trump. White supremacists marched in Washington, D.C., wearing masks, by the way. I guess they're not that confident in the world knowing who they are and what they believe. There's a Newsweek report. Um, hundreds of white supremacists march on Capitol with shields and battle drums. We'll look at a video in a moment. Video posted to social media showed hundreds of members of the white supremacist group Patriot Front marched to the United States Capitol carrying shields and battle drums on Saturday. By the way, I hear sometimes supremacist pronounced supremist. Like I think Lindsey Graham says it that way and some others. I don't know where they're getting supremacist. Supremacist is the word. At least 150 members of the far right group wearing masks to conceal their identity were seen marching along the National Mall and in downtown D.C. Videos posted to Twitter showed them carrying American flags and holding signs that read Reclaim America. The march comes as experts warn about the rise of white supremacist groups and sentiment in the U.S. According to a study from the Anti-Defamation League from March, a 38 percent increase in white supremacist activity was seen from 2021 to 2022, with more than 67 incidents reported throughout the year. In the videos, police officers are seen escorting Patriot Front members to separate them from counter protesters. So we have a video here. Um, I will describe it for the people that are only listening today. You do indeed see a police sort of escort, I think, is on bikes around the Patriot Front guys. They all seem to be wearing, I guess, the uniform they've chosen is tight khaki pants, although I don't know that they're supposed to be tight. Some of them may just have pants that are too small, tight khaki pants and then blue shirts masks and hats. They are marching. They are carrying shields. Let's listen. Right. 
Now, as we continue to watch this and you see the police escort closing around them, what is the deal with the shields? I don't know. Wow. And off they go. Why do they hide their identities? Clearly, they realize there might be real world consequences to being identified as white supremacists. I don't know. All right. So if you look online, there's a bunch of MAGAs convinced that this is a false flag event. Now, what they mean by that, I don't really know. I guess what they're saying is it's a false flag in that these aren't really white supremacists. This is actually Antifa or I don't know, BLM or Hunter Biden's extended family. I don't know. It's people pretending to be white supremacists. And white supremacists don't really exist, maybe. I, I don't really know. But you would then ask yourself if it's a false flag, they should have no problem denouncing what they stand for, even if they're pretending to stand for that. But they don't do that either. It's all very weird. But white supremacists marching in DC with uh, tight pants, boots, masks, flags, some of the flags upside down and a uh, extremely, extremely solid police escort, I must say. We have a voicemail number. That number is two one nine two David P. Here's a caller making a point about those who love to say, I've done my research. Take a listen to this. Hi, David. I think we really need to push back against people who say they do their own research or just this idea that research is something you can do. Research is a term used to describe what PhDs do. It's used to describe grant funded activities costing millions of dollars with tens of thousands of people involved. This idea that people are doing research <laughs> is absurd. Okay. What they're actually doing is consuming information. Are they critical of that information? Are they consuming the right kinds of information? These are the things we need to be discussing. But when it comes to discussions about should you do your own research or whatever, it's absurd because they're using this term research inappropriately. OK, I, I get the idea. So what we're talking about here, this is interesting. They're talking about colloquial versus formal language. And I'll give you another example. Many people will often say in casual conversation or either like a political analyst will say, I have a theory or people will write to me and say, David, I have a theory. The term theory in science means it's a scientific theory, meaning well substantiated explanation of some aspect of the world. We have vast evidence. We have observations. We have experimentation, logical reasoning. It's a comprehensive framework that the science community has said. This is the best explanation we have for some phenomena and it is evidence based, etc. It's been tested. It's often been peer reviewed, etc. It's been scrutinized. In casual conversation, when we say I have a theory, we know that what you mean is you have a hypothesis. And yeah, sure, to some degree, would it be more accurate for people to say, I have a hypothesis about what's going to happen in 2024? Sure, it's more accurate. But sometimes we use the same words differently when it's colloquial versus when it's formal. When we talk about research, it's true. When someone says, when some anti vax person says, I did my research, or when I say it, or whatever the case may be, 
We're talking about someone who is gathering information. It's it's an it's an information gathering process with which you then are ideally coming to some conclusion about phenomena in everyday life. Do vaccines cause autism? Well, I've researched it. Okay, what you mean is you gathered information that others have done other research. Other people have done true. Actual research would be we are comprehensively and systematically um, uh, using established methodologies to generate new knowledge and then they are being peer reviewed. And okay, I get it. Research is a rigorous methodology that most of us are not doing when we say we're doing our research. However, I would focus more on the people who say I've done my research. Often what they mean is they read a foxnews.com article. We would do better, I believe, instead of saying random people don't do research. You're not working in an academic research setting or a medical research setting. Instead of focusing on that, I would focus on giving people a better structure for getting information about topics they're trying to learn about so that they don't end up on conspiracy websites. I think we would get more from that. But obviously, the voicemail is accurate in that the term research means something that is very different than, you know, sitting at home and looking at a Daily Wire article. I agree with that 100 percent. We have a great bonus show for you today. We will talk about George Santos agreeing to settle a lawsuit in Brazil. This is separate from the criminal charges. We will talk about the North Carolina governor vetoing a 12 week abortion ban. And we will talk about split juries and the impact and legacy that this has left in prisons all over the country. All of those stories and more are on today's bonus show, which you can sign up for and get instant access to at joinpacman.com. See everybody tomorrow.